J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday on this Rosh Chodesh. You know, today, our good friend Simon Jacob reminds us is 613, June 13th, a good day to emphasize mitzvot. He's 100% right. And today, our conversations have really focused on uh, special mitzvot that we can do. Um, Adina Lichtman, who's no stranger to the uh, Nachum Siegel Network, we, we've always known that um, that she is a uh, a star in the area of, uh, of tzedakah, of charity. Uh, but now the Jewish Week has recognized her as one of the 36 under 36. You may recall, because uh, this story has been on NSN before, uh, that when she started handing out food to the homeless years ago when she was in college, she was offered a suggestion by a homeless man. He said, ma'am, it is so nice you're giving out sandwiches, but what we really need are a pair of socks. Today it's known as Knock Knock Give a Sock, KKGS, an organization that she created to break down the stigma of homelessness and help those in need by actually sharing socks. Adina Lichtman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's such an honor. I don't know I'm if you I, I appreciate that very much. I don't know if uh, you remember the early days, but that's how it went, huh? You were handing out yeah. food and <laughs> and you were given this suggestion by a homeless man that what they really need is socks and you were convinced after investigating that really there are many many homeless people who need fresh pairs of socks uh, around town. Yeah, and, you know, back then there was a very strong lesson in terms of what it means to assume the needs of others versus listening to the needs of others. Um, and over, you know, since the last time I was on the show, we were only doing sock drives then, um, and we were only collecting socks. And actually, to date, we've collected 750,000 pairs of socks, uh-huh. um, but we've also moved into a little bit of a different arena in terms of not just giving socks, but also what it means to give kavod and dignity and respect. Oh, yeah, we got to go into that. Let's do the sock piece first. So it's three-quarters of a million socks, and I read in the Jewish Week piece that this is on multiple campuses now around the country. Um, yes, and more than – it's on multiple campuses. We're on over 20 college campuses, but more than campuses, we're in corporate offices. We've done sock drives at Facebook offices, Deloitte, J.P. Morgan, Accenture, um, and a lot of the other big names out there. So it's been really exciting. Not only are college campuses re- you know, reaching into their sock drawers and giving back, but so are many corporate offices. How do they do? When you go to Facebook and you have a day like that, Does it? do you come out with a lot of pairs of socks? <laughs> I do have to say the college students tend to do better, but <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are companies that surprise us. For example, there's an Israeli startup company called Yachtco. Right. And... They only have 80 people in their office, so I figured maybe they'd collect 200 pairs of socks. When I got there, they had 1,500 pairs of socks collected. Wow. When I asked them how they got 1,500 pairs of socks collected, they told me that they had their company divided up into different teams, and each team was in a competition to collect the most amount of socks, and whoever got to collect the most amount of socks got to pie their manager in their face. Unbelievable. <laughs> who wouldn't? So that's a new millennial office. Yeah, who who wouldn't want that privilege, right? <laughs> exactly. They'll they'll, exactly. they'll they'll fight for every pair of socks to donate if they get that privilege. Adina Lichtman is with us. Um, so the website is knockknockgiveasock.org. Knockknockgiveasock.org. People can go there and get information about donating and all the different things you do. But yeah, the piece you just mentioned is amazing. Uh, you're trying to break down the stigma of homelessness and get people like us to understand what people on the street are going through. You've created a system where where people gather together, oftentimes for Friday night Shabbat dinners, 
simply to enjoy time together with other people and to, to hear what they're going through. How, how has that side of the project gone? So it started with when I was a senior in college, and we had collected nearly 50,000 pairs of socks. But our slogan was, meet your neighbors while meeting the needs of others. Mm. And I thought, how ridiculous. They are meeting their neighbors in their fancy dorm rooms or maybe down the block from them, but they're not meeting their neighbors on the streets, and they're not meeting their neighbors down the block. They're not meeting their neighbors on the streets or meeting their neighbors who are living in local homeless shelters, right? So Mm -hmm. I decided to take a room in NYU, rent it out, and while you wasn't so ecstatic about the idea, but I brought 50 of my college classmates and 50 people living in local homeless shelters to have dinner side by side. And what happened next was amazing. We had moms who had three kids who couldn't afford childcare who were at our dinner. We had dads who were working full-time jobs that minimum wage wouldn't get them out of housing. We had men who had gotten out of prison and couldn't get jobs afterwards. And these were stories that college students were hearing, and they're like, Adina, we can't tell who's homeless and who's not. And I want to go a little bit deeper into that, about a few statistics around homelessness that most people don't know. One, that in New York City alone, in the New York City public school system, one in five kids will experience homelessness before they reach fifth grade. Right. We have 50% of people who age out of the foster care system without ever having been adopted their likelihood of becoming homeless is 50% within six months, right? So we have to ask ourselves what in the system is going on, you know, because we're talking about youth, we're talking about kids, and then they grow up, and this, you know, a lot of people just think when it comes to homelessness, and this is a question I got when I was collecting facts because I became the expert on homelessness, aren't they all mentally ill, Adina? Aren't they all choosing to live this way? Aren't they all drug addicts? Right? And if you were to speak about any other social group in that way, people would be horrified. How can you generalize? How can you stereotype? But I think people are really detached from homelessness. I speak in, a, I speak in many schools and offices, and I tell the students, I tell the employees, raise your hand if you've ever given money to someone who's homeless. They all raise their hand. I say, raise your hand if you've ever given food to someone who's homeless. Everyone raises their hand. Now raise your hand if you know the name of one person who's experiencing homelessness, and no hands go up. Mm-hmm. And for me, I realized if you look at social movements, if you look at race, if you look at LGBTQT, if you look at women's rights, what do they all have in common? They have riots, protests, parades, rallies. And it's not just a minority that's you know, speaking at those events. What's really going on is there are allies and neighbors speaking up for these communities. But what I noticed in homelessness is that most people in homes can't name one person who's experiencing homelessness. So there's a big gap in the system Hmm. in terms of people who have power and people who are connected to one individual who's experiencing homelessness. On this uh, mitzvah day, as we've been pointing out, uh, in addition to giving socks and and food and money, as you indicated, that thank God a lot of people in our community already do. Uh, this would be a good idea for people to replicate. Uh, you're encouraging people to replicate your idea and to arrange to have meals, to spend some time, to to learn at least the first name and to get to know some of the people who are on the street and are experiencing all of this. It will change. It will not only get rid of generalizations and stereotypes. I think it will change to a greater degree the perception that people have of those who are in this situation. 
Yes, it absolutely does. And so what we do now in terms of what our operations look like is while we still have a presence on college campuses and stock collections, what we do is we get companies. People say, Dina, how do you get companies to sit down with people who are homeless? And what I tell them is we start a relationship. We quite literally get our stock in the door by building a relationship (laughs) with companies through a stock drive. And after they have a stock drive, we say, hey, do you want to meet the recipients of these stock donations? We invite 50 of your employees to sit side-by-side for dinner with 50 people who are experiencing homelessness. And it's not going to be soup kitchen style. It's either going to be buffet style or waiter serving so that the power dynamic is totally equal. And we have icebreakers on the table. And we have acapella performances performed. And people can't tell often who's homeless and who's not. And it's a really, really special, unique opportunity that really no one else is tackling. No one else is trying to say, let's break the stigma around homelessness. Where do, these, want a where, do these, where do these take place? Only in New York or other areas as well? Um, so right now they take place only in New York City, but I just went out to Montreal last week, so we're setting one up in Montreal. Um, we're setting one up in L.A. So we're starting to really expand, um, which is really exciting. And also a big part of it is how did I initially get even companies to be open to the idea? Every other month this year, I would bring 50 young professionals and 50 people who were experiencing homelessness together for a Shabbat meal mm. through a synagogue downtown. Um, primarily, it was the downtown Minion, which is run by Rabbi Sarna and Michal Baton. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones who were the first ones to say, we want to make this something regular in our community. So every other month this year, we bring 50 Jewish young professionals and 50 people who are homeless to have Shabbat dinner side by side. Unbelievable. We have a minute to go here. Tell me where you are today. I'm told you're having an interesting day today. Yes, today I'm at a Forbes Impact Investing Conference. So I'm learning about how a lot of the leaders today in the business world um, are are investing in impact and what that means and what that looks like. And how, for me personally, I'm trying to network with a, with a whole bunch of companies here and figure out how we can get them involved. Because as a 25-year-old social worker, I'm not always connected to all the corporate offices, but here's a really great platform, and we've already been having a lot of great conversations with different companies here. Amazing. You're incredible. Congratulations <laughs> on the 36 under 36 information about Adina Lichtman and the incredible organization that is called Knock, Knock, Give a Sock. Go to the web, knock, knock, give a sock.org. knock, knock, give a sock.org. Adina, congratulations on this mitzvah day. Thanks so much for joining us and continued success to you and your organization. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Pretty amazing on this 6-13, June the 13th, what we're calling Mitzvah Day, courtesy of our friend Simon Jacob, to feature someone like Adina Lichtman in a segment like this. Really, really cool. Get involved, everybody. You'll see all the uh, options you have to get involved. If you go to the website, do it now. Seven minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM in the AM.